welcome to The Journey Expressed, where we talk about faith, friendship, and the more of God. I'm Mel Boyd, and with me is my amazing friend and co-host, Jen Houston. Oh, Mel. Hey. <laughs> hey, everybody. So today we're going to continue our re-series that we've been doing. And today is the word that the Lord gave me for the beginning of this year, which is return. Uh, I just want to read, because we like to do the definitions um, of return from the Merriam-Webster online. And it's to go back or come back again, like when you're returning home. To go, Also, it's to go back in thought, practice, or condition, to restore to a former or normal state. Well, here is a bit of a biblical definition of returning. This scripture is Colossians 1.20. It's out of the Passion Translation. And by the blood of his cross, everything in heaven and earth is brought back to himself, back to its original intent, restored to innocence again. Well, today we have a very special guest with us who will share with you her powerful journey of fully returning to the Lord. Welcome, Susan Whitlow, to the Journey Express. Thank you. It's so good to be here. Oh, love you, girl. I love you, too. <laughs> I love you, Jen. I yeah. love you, too, Susan. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Hi, yeah. listeners. Yes. There's going to be a lot of love mm-hmm. um, in this podcast. So, Susan, I have known you for about 16 years, really. We all came from the same church, mm-hmm. and uh, we know your parents as well. And they've been in a, a small group, and you have as well throughout the years. Uh, and Jen, how how do you know Susan? Well, Chris, my husband, was Susan's youth pastor about 20 years ago. And Susan, you were in our youth group, and it was such a delight and a joy that you would come to our youth group. So we've known each other for about 20 years, and your family has been an influence in my life and my spiritual formation. And it's just an honor. It's an honor to be grafted in with with you and your family. Definitely. I love that y'all have always been mentors in my life and like kept me on the right path and planting seeds along the way. Mm. You're so easy to love, Susan. (laughs) You are. (laughs) Thank you. You're wonderful. So Susan, just um, for for our listeners, can you just for a quick minute share um, just where you are in life, who you are, and maybe share a few of your favorite hobbies? Sure. Yes. Well, I'm 37. And I'm a single mom. Um, my son's name is Hunter. He's 14. And we love to hang out together and be around family and watch movies together. Um, he's amazing. Um, being a mother has taught me so much about who I am as a person and how I can trust God in the deepest parts of me where I don't feel like I have anyone else that I can go to him for everything. And he helps me with my son. Mm-hmm. And um, it's amazing. As for hobbies, I really like to paint. Mm-hmm. And I like to write and draw. Wow. Well, there's also been some late, like, I, I can't even say crafting because oh, it is way more than crafting. Like, that's beautiful. I do like to use epoxy resin. And make beautiful things with the Lord. Mm. Like that's our craft together. Yeah. And he he plants the colors in my head and tells me the design and then it turns out beautifully. And I'm mm. like, I've never done this before. Yeah. We'll have to post some pictures <laughs> yes, of some of these. We things. will. They are That'll be awesome. They are beautiful. Okay. So Susan, we kind of mentioned you grew up in the church. You grew up in a Christian home and 
where I'd like to know before we really get into your story, um, would you, I'm just going to go in the deep end. Would you consider yourself a prodigal who's come home? Definitely. Definitely. Wow. What do you want to share about that? You know, I've really been seeking the Lord about this because when I was lost, like that sheep, that 99, like the Lord went after me and and no matter how far and deep I went, he was still there Mm. and he pulled me up. So yes, I feel like that I have returned. Yeah. And we're going to go more into really a powerful encounter that you had with the Lord. So we're going to go into that in a little bit. So Susan, can you share with us about your journey growing up, like your childhood into your teens and even into your adulthood? Sure. So I grew up in a loving Christian home. You know, I always felt the love of Jesus and through my parents. And it's nothing they did or didn't do. It was all me. Like, I grew up thinking I was unlovable. I had the orphan spirit. And um, it got me into a lot of heartbreaking situations. A lot of people don't know, but at seven, I started pulling out my hair and it consumed me and I didn't know how to go after God. I didn't know that I could get healed from that. I thought I was all alone, but there's millions of people that have this disorder. But I grew up thinking that I was the only one and it brought me into a life of isolation and a life of despair and heartache. Mm. Mm. It led me down a dark path that I didn't know how to get out of. It led me into a world that I got trapped in. It led me into a world that was more powerful than I was at that time, and I didn't know how to get out of it. I just went along for the ride, Mm -hmm. and I got trapped even more. It opened doorways that weren't meant to be opened, and I didn't know how to shut them. So I went after it, trying to get filled up, and it just went in a downward spiral. But the Lord, He is good, and He plants people in your life that bring hope Hmm. and that love you, that no matter what you've done, they still love you. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Susan, thank you for being so vulnerable. Mm Mm-hmm. And sharing, sharing that. Yeah. Can you share like um, who those people were like in your life at, at different points of time? It was definitely my parents. They have always spoken life into me. Mm-hmm. And that's so important as a daughter um, to know how much your parents love you. Because mm-hmm. that kept me going. Like knowing that they love me no matter what, that they always prayed for me no matter what. They pr- they had other people pray for me, um, even though I didn't feel it at the time and I ran away from them and ran away from everything good. I knew deep down that I was going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Like there was this always hope that I was going to get out of it, that no matter um, what I was going through at that time, that 
there had to be something better. Mm. Like you can't just live in the deepest, darkest despair and, and only think that's it. Mm. Like, and the people that God placed in my life through the past, like I see that now that he was just guiding me, even though I wasn't, I was running far from him. He was still guiding me. And I was like, like a bumper car just being bumped and back into the path of where, where I needed to be. And like, I kept hitting the fork in the road and you can't live in the world and try to be a Christian. Like I was like, when I was living that way, everything bad turned, like everything that was bad happened because you can't live in both worlds. Mm. And that was just, that's all, I guess that's all part of my returning. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I woke up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, can I ask what now on this side of fully returning home, Mm -hmm. you know, to the Lord, really your heart united with your parents, would you say more than ever? Yes. What was your view of Christianity and of God, you know, before your return compared to now? Before I, I, I knew of God, but now I believe. Wow. God is amazing. Um, who he is to me now is a love like no other. Before I didn't have love. Like I, it, it seeped out like something it just felt like I could never receive love. And so I wasn't able to love people. So I went after all the bad trying to be filled up. And that's such a lie from the enemy that you have to be filled up to feel better. So like all those addictions and bad habits aren't of God. Yeah. Like, and he wants, he wanted all along to take all of that from me but it's only until now that I'm able to look back and be like, thank you that you brought me through that, even though it almost killed me, because now I'm able to overcome every single thing because mm-hmm. I have I have God's love in me now and I feel him all around me. So mm-hmm. he's, I'm able to overcome addictions and bad habits and I'm able to overcome all the things that led me astray as a child. Wow. Wow. And as a teenager and as a college, like, mm-hmm. I look back and I'm thankful that even though my life was a mess, that I was able to overcome that mess with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. That is beautiful, Thank Susan. You. I think of that, you know, the scripture, I think it's in Isaiah 61, that he makes beauty from ashes. And that is your life. I love that. So can you share um, with us, with our listeners, about December of 2020? Yes. Yes, definitely. It was December 31st, 2020, my son's birthday. And God has a sense of humor because every December 31st before my son was born was like the most wild night for me. And how God has changed my life around where now, 
<laughs> I worship him, you know, every day, <laughs> every day. Like, that's a party for me. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love it. Every day is a party. <laughs> yeah. It's like yes. celebration because it is like yeah. he, his redeeming love set me free. Like his love for me through everything that I've been through, that everything that led up to December 2020 is what set me free. Like, all of the heartache, all of the pain, all of the frustration, all of the sorrows that happen, I look back and he was just trying to get my attention to show to show me how much his love sets everyone free if they just go to them, go to him with everything that they deal with. Like so all of the the year before December twenty twenty was the worst year of my life. But God led that experience into the best encounter with the Lord. December 31st, 2020, at 1030, um, I was very sick with COVID and thought I was going to die. And I had my friend on speed dial. All I had to say was help. And she was going to call 911. I could barely breathe. I remember falling on the ground, crying out to God, 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 are you there? Do you hear me? Heal me of my hair disease. Heal me of everything that makes me cry. Everything that hurts me, God. And I, I just remember crying out to him exactly that. And instantly I felt his love cascade down on me. Every hair follicle, every pore in my head tingled. And I just felt his love. And I felt lights all around. And I just remember praising him and glorifying him and believing in him right then and there that how real he was and how real he is. That his love at that moment showed me how real he is. And how real his love set me free. And that I truly believe with all my heart how real, how real and amazing his love is. And how his love has set me free. And I just worshiped all night long. And I thanked him. And I woke up not sick anymore. And all I knew is that I needed to get help. Mm. And that led me in a year of just deep inner healing with the Lord. Well, if this doesn't make you fall in love with Jesus all over again, I am not sure what will. This concludes our first part of our conversation with Susan Whitlow. And you're going to want to come back for part two, where we turn a corner and Susan shares about her year of inner healing and really the Lord building her back up from the inside out. Thank you so much for joining us today on The Journey Expressed. 